0: in Second Chronicles chapter 20. I thought, you know, to just share in this and just, you know, let you meet the kids and do that, but the Lord really constrained on my heart that there was a message for today. And I really want you to understand and know that God loves you and that God is directing and ordering your steps. The Lord has got a word for us this, today and it goes, it kind of goes right along. You know, I started seeking the Lord about having these children with us and I thought, well, I'll preach about children and the family and love around the world, and and I thought about all these things, and the Lord kept coming back to my mind over and over again. He kept saying, praise, praise is a battle, that's your weapon, praise is a weapon, what you're seeing with these kids from all around the world, they're learning to praise, and as they're praising, things are happening in the supernatural. You know, you may not have seen it, but God's word does not lie, somebody say amen listen to what he says in Psalm 8 and 2. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. God has perfected praise through children. You know why? Because they, I love what they said when they were saying, we never walk alone. The message that we never walk alone We've got to understand the word of the Lord and the power of God that's at work in us. And the message that I have for you today is simply this. The praise in your heart. The praise that you give to God. That is, that is the battle. What do you say? What do you mean? The praise is the way you and I win every battle confidence in God's word, standing in faith on his promise, living every day in our relationship with him, but understanding that our praise, our praise, when we're in the middle of a battle, when we're in the middle of an earthquake or a hurricane, a storm of the ages, when we're standing in the fire and the heat of trials, you see, praise is what comes up before God and let him know that you have every confidence that he is going to bring you out. When you and I have confidence in God and we understand that no matter what we're going through, no matter what fire we're called to walk through, the flood we're wading through, God says, praise me. You know why? Not because he's sitting on a throne and he wants you to pay attention to him. God wants you to praise him because he knows if he can find down inside of your spirit that praise, then you are screaming to your circumstances, to your trial, to your enemy. You're screaming out, you're saying, God is the one who's going to take me through. I'm victorious through him. God is my defense. God is my weapon and I praise him and I worship him and I will lift up his name because God, God is the one. His love endures forever. Amen. I want to take you to a few minutes in the word of God. And I'm going to be very conscious of time and speak so fast you're going to need a translator. Second Chronicles chapter 20. Weren't those kids just beautiful? I just They just melted my heart today. I love them. You know, and I, I, I work on my Spanish, so I wanted to grab the kids from Honduras And I want to say, Dios le bendiga. Amen. I want to look at him and say, Gloria a Dios. I'm not getting no support over here. Amen. In nombre de Jesús. Amen. There you are. There's languages. We try to speak to so many, but I love the very first song they sang. A global hallelujah. Because no matter where you are, the Chinese say it. The South Americans say it. The Japanese say it. The Africans say it. Wherever you go, all around the world, I believe that's one of the most universal words that heaven will hear ringing at the day we're all brought together again. Can you not hear it now? Hallelujah! Praise! Praise, glorious praise to God. You don't want me to have you standing while I preach, although I have to stand, so maybe you should. No. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 14. I'm, I'm taking you right to the place where, right in the middle of this battle with King Jehoshaphat, God sends his word through a young man, a prophet, then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, the praisers, of the son of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. Boy, can your ears almost be burning right there. Man, how many of you need a fresh word from the Lord this morning? You need something that you can take with you. I'm telling you, he has that for you. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid. Now I'm telling you, there is a word for you today, so you need to be listening. I believe with all my heart there is a message for this church today. and You're, sit, you're standing, you're sitting in this congregation right now, and the Lord is speaking to your heart through his word. Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because of this great multitude, this great enemy. For the battle is not yours, but God's. (laughs) For the battle is not yours, but God's. How many of you know he takes care of his own? Oh, you don't even know. You don't even know what he's going to do for you today. I believe that with all of my heart. The battle is not yours, but God's. So the Lord's instructions is, tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. You will not need to fight in this battle. Just position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O oh, Judah and Jerusalem, do not, be, do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow. Go out against them for the Lord is with you. I don't know who that's for today, but I'm telling you, you can claim it. You can put that in your pocket and take it with you today. The battle is not yours. You have thought, how will I ever get through this? What am I going to say? How am I going to fight this? What faith do I need? What scripture do I need? What do I need to get in my arsenal? Here's what you need to do. You need to stand in position as a child of God. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You need to hold up the shield. Put that helmet on tight. Hold that sword, the word of God in your hand with the belt and the breastplate of righteousness and stand in position. You, For you will not have to fight for the Lord is going to be your battle warrior. He is coming to your aid and to your rescue. And that is a promise not from a preacher. That's a promise from God's holy word for someone standing in this house this morning. I believe it with all of my heart. Your praise then is the only appropriate response Oh, you ain't hearing me now. You're trying to get ahead of me too much. Listen. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> Your praise. Praise. Worship. It ought to get to where this place has got a deafening sound of praise when we come together. You know why? Why? Because praise is your weapon of defense against the enemy. Defense, Young people sing a song around here. My praise is a weapon. Yes, it's a declaration. My God is king. He can do anything. My praise is a weapon. It's a revelation. If God be for me, tell me who can be against me? Oh boy. Faith is going to rise up in this house. There ain't going to be no stopping you once you get this down in your spirit. I'm telling you, I'm at the place right now where I want to worship and I want to praise. I want to dance. I want to run. I want to do whatever I got to do to let the Lord know he is my confident warrior. He is my courageous savior. And I do not need to fear for the battle is not mine, but it's his. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you'll speak to us by your spirit and let your word go forth in power today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said amen. Amen. You be seated, and all remain standing. Praise lifts your eyes from the battle. You can't praise and be down in the dumps you can't continue to worship and honor God. Have you ever been in that place where you've had to, you've gone through something and and you're you're down and you're you're feeling a little bit discouraged because I'm telling you the number 1 weapon used against the child of God is discouragement. So you ought never to allow the enemy to bring discouraging thoughts into your mind. They're not from God. God is not sending a warning for you to be down in the dumps and have the mully grubs. God don't spe- it's not one of the gifts of the spirit. Discouragement is a weapon the enemy uses. Your defense for the discouragement the enemy tries to put in your path is to look up under the hills for what's come with your help and cry out, my help comes from the Lord. When you understand that and know that and you declare it, you're actually activating. You may not see it that way. Some folks think praise is nothing more than something we do at the 11 o'clock hour or the 9 o'clock hour every Sunday. They think our praise is all that we just do whenever Gary and the team gets up here and the choir is up here. They're doing that, but you know, there is something else. Our worship and our praise ought to be going. By the time we get to church on Sunday, you ought to have already been worshiping and praising him all the way into the house of God. Because our praise is a weapon of defense. The Bible says in Psalm 150 and verse 6, Let everything that hath breath, Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. And the humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. You believe that? Say amen. Or better yet, say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That calls for a sip. The date is seventy seven fifty B.C. and the place was Jerusalem. King Jehoshaphat was a good king. His father was Asa, and he had served well. And, and And Jehoshaphat was one of those great kings of the Bible who literally had done it right. He had done things by the book. He was one of those that was solid in his confidence and in his commitment to God. And because of that, God had made him a great king. Because of his commitment, he was noted down in history as a great king. But he faced battles just like you and I. And, And he got word that some of the people that had been just really holding a grudge for a long time. Anybody ever met anybody with a grudge? Some people that had been bitter and jealous and had been all kinds of anger and, and mad over the years and had been watching as Israel had conquered one city after another and then they were watching as the walls of Jericho came down and, and they really just kind of felt like they, they had this bitter the grudge down inside of them for many, many years. Three of those nations, it was Moab, Ammon, and the Minuits, they were... They were done. They had met together and they were done. They were after Israel. They wanted to come. They were crossing the Dead Sea and they were about 40 miles out. And old Jehoshaphat who knew to follow God's word, he had cleaned out the temples and he had set up good worship. He had made sure that people were doing things right. How many of you know someone's got to be the leader to make sure the church stays on track? and it's right that we in these last days are reminded we have got to square ourselves, clear our minds, and stay faithful to the work that God is doing inside the church today. The body of Christ as I said earlier, we need to be making a difference everywhere we go we need to be a, a folk that understand the responsibility that the church has right now. This is not a time in, our, in the perilous days that we're in. The soon return of Jesus Christ, he's coming so soon. I ought to get an A man out of a crowd for that statement, because let me assure you, the Lord is on his way. I believe there is a wrestling in the the atmosphere, and I believe there is turmoil and perilous times in this earth, and I am believing, and I'm training my ear to listen for a trumpet, because I can hardly wait until these old feet give loose, and gravity lets go, and I am joined together with the dead in Christ first, and we are brought up together to meet the Lord in the air. I can't hardly wait for that. I hope you're looking for his soon return. Perilous times. The church has got to be right. Jehoshaphat was working to make sure the church stayed on track not looking to the left or to the right, keeping the focus on godly things. Listen, this world is going to try to get you to compromise and lay down and be weak. This world is trying, even through the modern-day church, to cause you to get weak and to to lay down a confident commitment to holy living and righteousness. The earth and this world is doing its best to get everybody to come to the table and coexist. Let me just say it one more time. There is one God, one Lord, and one Savior one faith, one Holy Ghost, one son, and his name is Jesus Christ. And you and I cannot look to the left or right or allow this world to weaken our commitment and our stand. Jehoshaphat was absolutely committed, dedicated to the cause of God. He would not be turned. They came to him, they said, these three nations are about 40 miles away we got to do something. We need to call the frontline team. We need to call all the generals together. We've got to put a strategy, strategy together now because they're on their way. I mean, they're within 24 hours of, of hitting us right now. We are under attack. King Jehoshaphat, the committed one, the dedicated man to God, did something many, I'm sure, didn't understand, and many today would not understand called a fast and he called a prayer meeting he said everybody meet me in Jerusalem he said let's get the word let's get the word out he said you tell all my captains you tell all the hosts you tell the thousands and thousands of thousands to meet me in Jerusalem we're going to the Lord in prayer and they said are you kidding me we've only got 24 hours there's always a time for you to pray but now's the time when we got to fight Jehoshaphat looked at him and said exactly we're going to fight. And the way that we're going to fight, somebody needs to understand it's time to seek the Lord. It's time to get a hold of God and understand that the best thing that you and I can do in the time of trial and trouble and crisis, the very best thing that you and I can be doing when we're trying to get a hold of an answer from God is to get on our face and one more time push that plate back and get in a mode in the presence of God in prayer. That's what will change and transform the world and the circumstances around us. Do you believe that? The true test of a man's faith is in the time of crisis. Jehoshaphat made it very clear. Meet me in Jerusalem. He called the nationwide fast, and he called a prayer meeting. When he got there and everyone got together, Jehoshaphat prayed one of the greatest prayers in the Bible that I believe there is. There are some good prayers, but this is one of the best. Listen to what he says in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 6. O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? Now listen, think about this in terms of where you are this morning. I know there are those who are here and you are in crisis. You are in this place where you are getting a hold. You're trying, you're doing everything in your power to get a hold of the right prayer and the right faith. And I want you to hear his prayer. O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? They dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them, And here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have, listen, for we, this is the key to the battle. For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. That's it. That's key. That's simple. It isn't a long prayer. It isn't, it isn't one filled with lots of words. But it's a prayer that saved a nation. It's a short prayer, a simple prayer that turned everything around. It's the short prayers. You see, God's not looking to see whether you're kneeling or standing or whether you're using big words or no words. He's not looking at your theology. He's not looking at all the things you think you're supposed to do. He's not looking at all of those religious things that we think we have to do when we're trying to please and obey God and get daddy to meet our need and answer our prayer. Let me tell you what God's looking for. God is looking for a sincere, honest, simple little prayer from a heart that says, God, I can't do it. I'm no match for this enemy, and I have no power within myself, but my eyes are upon you, and you have all the power. Hallelujah. You have all the power. God is looking at the heart, wasn't complicated, but it got the job done, the answer wasn't long in coming, as a young man, in the crowd, there with all those people that gathered together for the prayer meeting, a young man, a a man who had a call in his life, Jeziel, he stood up, and it says the spirit of the Lord came upon him, I love that. Don't you love it when the Spirit of the Lord comes on you, man? I, there ain't nothing like that. I hope you've experienced that. I challenge you to get into a prayer walk with God and get into a place where the presence of the Lord literally can overwhelm you and bring you to that place where you recognize that you are no longer talking, you are no longer ministering, but the Holy Ghost is ministering through you. Let me tell you, it's time to lay down our religious habits and pick up a relationship with God and with the Holy Spirit because we are in the last. Days. The young man stood up and said, Listen, all of you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. What does the Lord say? Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. He goes on and says, Tomorrow you will march down to meet your enemies. You will take your position, but you will not have to fight. You will stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This quick and beautiful answer is something that causes me to understand And to really evaluate in my own life the confidence and the courage that I'm challenged by God's word to have. We've got to get to the place where we unclutter our minds. We literally unclutter our lives so that we do not live in this constant state of turmoil and confusion. How many of you know the devil is the author of confusion? God is not the author of confusion. And when you live and walk around in that confusion, then you are not in the place where you are hearing and living out the conviction of the Holy Spirit. If you fight in your own strength, and if you've got to figure it all out, can I just say this? You're in trouble. We have to live according to the power of Almighty God. If the battle is ours, we're in trouble. If the battle is God's, all we need to do is take our position. Take our position, stand our ground, and begin to worship. You say, what are you talking about? And begin to worship. Listen to what Jehoshaphat said next. It is crazy a bit more water So they arose early in the morning and went into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Listen to this, this is a word for you. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established." Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people. Now he had met with them. He had pulled all of his generals up. Everybody, the war strategist team, everybody was all together. The mighty men were present. Everything that you need when you're outlining and putting together a good war strategy. Everybody was there all together and they were giving him advice we need to put the mighty men at the front, we need to make sure that we've got an ambush plan, a strategy where we can literally, you know that moment of silence where we're in the bushes and we're just waiting and we literally just pounce on them when, they un- when they're unexpected, and that that's the way the world strategizes a wartime moment but Jehoshaphat feeling the presence of God had just heard the word of the Lord and had a confidence and a courage that I want you to have today, I want you to get out of the mully grubs you've been in. I want you to get out of the discouragement that has tried to weaken you. I want to raise up in this house today some praisers that'll stand where? At the front of the battle and begin to do business for the kingdom because Jehoshaphat said, no, I don't need the mighty men. I don't need the warriors. I don't need all these folks. What I need is the singers. I need the choir who will come forward and praise and lift up God because the only proper response is To the word of the Lord is to praise. Mm. Hallelujah! Glory to God. That's the only response. That's the only thing we owe him right now. I'm telling you, God has given you victory. Amelia, he's given you victory. Elaine, you've got the victory. It's through him. You stand position and give him praise. For I stand ready to deliver you, says the Lord. I have mighty power within my hand. I have come on waves of glory. And I intend to do my business and my work on your behalf. Look unto me today. Do not look to the confusion around you, but lean hard upon my promises and know that I am a God of my word. Heaven and earth will pass away before my word will ever become void. Know that I am here, says God. I am here for you. I am here to bring you out. I am here by my power and I will bring it to pass. Your deliverance is nigh, says the Lord. I'll let you lift your hands and give him praise this morning. Just, I want to hear your voice. Let's, let's lift our voice to him today. Oh God, we honor you. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you, Lord. You're speaking to your people. We bless your name, oh God. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Our confidence is in you. Our faith is in you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, there are things breaking in the spirit right now. Hallelujah. As you worship, as you praise him, things are taking place. The battle is being fought right now. The weapons of your warfare are working right now. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Stand with me all over the house, if you will, stand with me. So, Jehoshaphat gave orders, he said, No, bring me the singers. He knew that the proper response to the word of the Lord was praise. Somebody needs to hear that. It's time to quit running around in circles. In your situation, it's time to stop running around doing things you think you're supposed to do. And you think that it's all in you and your power and your words and your might. It's your long prayers. Let me tell you, God is asking and he's pleading with his people. Let me be God. You be faithful. Let me be God. He wants to deliver you and touch you this morning. He's coming. He's "in on waves of glory. I believe it's happening all over this sanctuary. I believe the Lord is here in a mighty way. You say, man, what's wrong with you people? I'm going to tell you what we are. We're not just a religious institution. We are God's people standing on top of a mountain looking at a God who is able to part the waters, a God who is able to move the mountain. He's alive and he's powerful. We're here to talk about a powerful God. Bl, he's a powerful God. In the name of Jesus, he'll be powerful for you. You know what? This is the greatest battle strategy you'll ever have. When you have received the word of the Lord, Jehoshaphat said, No, no, I don't need the archers. I don't need the infantry, infantry. I don't need the mighty men. I don't need all these people. Here's what I need. Bring me the praisers. Bring me the singers. Bring me the sopranos, the bass, the alto, and the tenors. Bring me the people who usually come at the end of the line, the ones who walk behind and give encouragement to the warriors. See, to no, bring them up to the front. And there, one of the most ridiculous things in a war strategy you've ever heard, they literally got at the front, and he said, sing. He said, here's what you sing. Praise to the Lord. His mercy endures forever. Glory to the Lord. His mercy endures forever. He is able. And they began to sing. They began to sing. And as I told you, the enemies were only a few hours away. Now they were about a half mile maybe or a mile away. And they were coming over the hill by the tens of thousands ready to combat and to kill and to destroy Israel. And here is old Jehoshaphat. He puts the singers at the front of the line. And they're marching and they're singing, glory to the Lord, his mercy endures forever. And they're singing it over and over and over again, louder and louder until all of a sudden the army and the military, they start joining in and they're all singing it. Oh, glory to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And as they come up over that hill, the the armies that were poised against them didn't know what to think. All they know is they, they know that the praisers are supposed to be at the back. So if the praisers are in front, And my goodness, we must be surrounded. And they got confused. How many want to confuse the enemy? You want to send a uh message? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. You want to send a message to your enemy? Begin to praise. Because they got confused in the Bible says they turned on one another thinking they were everywhere they must be all around us those godly people those God fearing Christians they must be everywhere and as they were standing around and they ended up turning on one another and killed every last one of them till the scripture declares the testimony and says no one escaped the enemy the enemy is going down And that's a word from the Lord. I couldn't get away from it, Terry. I couldn't get away. I tried to preach on children. I tried to preach on the world and how we should love everybody. I tried to go a different route. I wanted to be cute this morning. But God said, praise is your weapon of defense. And you know what? It goes right along with these precious children this morning as they were dancing, and as they were praising, I will never walk alone. I will always have a faithful God who hears me and takes care of me. When we understand that today, there's fixing to be a revival in your heart, in your life, in your family, right now. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hand and give him glorious praise. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabbi Yander, Rabbi Glory, glory, glory. Don't be shy. They sounded a praise with the top of their lungs. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It says, by the time the Israelites got to the top of the hill, face their enemy. You know, it says when they got to the high place, it says they looked and they saw all of their enemy dead laying on the ground. God's bringing a miracle to your situation. He's bringing it right now. The Lord says, stand in your position, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You need it for your babies. You need it for your house. You need it for your situation. Right now, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, in the name of Jesus, you're feeling him right now. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost working in this very sanctuary this morning. He's doing a work just as the children of Israel were singing their praise. They didn't even know. They thought they were getting ready for battle. Some of them didn't believe Jehoshaphat or that word. They were singing, but they thought as soon as we get to the top of that hill, we're going to have to fight. Boys, get ready. As they come up over the hill, they were shocked. Let me tell you, somebody in this house this morning, you're going to be shocked. You're going to be absolutely astounded at the fact that when you're taking your position and you're standing your ground and you are believing God's word and you have said glory to the Lord, his mercy endures forever. And as you've said that today, the power of the Lord has gone before you and your enemy has already been slain this morning. And by the time you get to the top, Of the hill, by the time you get to the top of the hill, you will have seen the victory that God has promised you. You are overcomers. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. I praise him this morning. I stepped out in faith. I'm singing my own praise. I'm singing my own praise. How many of you are singing your own praise this morning? You're singing your own praise. God is doing it and he's doing it right now. Right now. You're not going to leave here the same. Your lunch is going to taste different you're going to be in a different atmosphere all day today. The power of the Lord is present in this place and bringing deliverance. If you, if you are with me and you'd say, I want to move to that front line of that, I want to be a praiser over this battle that I'm in or a battle that my friend is in. If you've got time, I want you to get out of your seat and meet me down here at the altar as quickly as you can. If we'll do it quick, we'll be able to pray. And I'm asking you to please come. Let's come together as a unified body of Christ this morning if you can glory to your name Lord we honor you and we praise you we thank you Lord God had to take Jehoshaphat he had to take him back to what God had been teaching and preaching all along do you remember the walls of Jericho and the singers and the praisers and here we are all these years later. God wants to make sure we understand. There it is simple. It is, you don't have to buy some theological video series. You don't have to follow anything or give a certain amount to this ministry or that ministry. You have a God who's sitting on the throne who is hearing you right now. And as you are praising and worshiping him, the angels of God are being dispatched to the other side of your situation. And there is the victory. God is bringing the victory. Oh, claim it for yourself this morning. Right now, I'm telling you it's happening. As you stand in this hall, you're being delivered as you stand right here and you're worshiping the power of God is at work on the other side of your situation and it's coming down the enemy is being destroyed it might be sickness or disease it might very well be a job situation I don't know it might be a family situation that seems to be insurmountable I'm telling you the work of the Lord is happening on the other side of the hill do you see it? do you know it? As you're praising and you're worshiping, the battle is being fought and won in the name of Jesus Christ. We glorify you and thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! Pray for one another. Put your hand gently on someone standing beside of you. Just pray for a brother or a sister, somebody right there by you, in the name of Jesus. So many testimonies are going to come out of this service today. So many testimonies of the goodness of God, the power of Almighty God in this holy house. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Are you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are holy. Praise Jesus. you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory to God. Thank you for your Holy Ghost this morning, Lord. Thank you for your spirit moving in this house, God. In the name of Jesus. There is nobody, there's nobody else, Lord, like you. You came and changed me, you saved me, made my life new. Just for a few moments, if you would. At the nine o'clock service, four people gave their lives to Jesus Christ. Amen. You can praise the Lord, that's all right. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to ask you one of the most important questions you'll ever have in your life Have you committed your life to Jesus Christ? Do you need to rededicate your life to him, recommit yourself to him? Do you need to walk in relationship with God? Have you gotten away from that? If you have this morning, we're going to pray a simple prayer. It's these simple prayers that move mountains. But this prayer is not simple in the heavens. It literally moves God's heart. The Bible says if a man or woman believes in their heart and confesses with their mouth that Jesus is the Lord, he's the son of God. He died on the cross and you know he is the Savior. Then the Bible says you're saved. It's that simple. And the work is already, the battle has already been fought for your sins. It's already been done. But you have got to mean business. If you pray this from your heart, then you are going to be absolutely born again today. If you're here today and you say, I need to pray that prayer to be right with God. I don't think I don't know whether I'm right with him or not. But I need that prayer today in my own life. Would you just slip up your hand and write back down? Amen. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. ma'am. God bless you, anybody else. God bless you. Hallelujah. I see your hands. Anybody else? Is there anyone else? There you go. God bless you. Anyone else? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna get right with God this morning. I'm gonna be right with him before I leave this house. Alright. Several folks have lifted their hands today. Let's pray this prayer together, church. Again, coming from your heart, it's gonna change heaven. Heaven on your behalf, heaven is going to be. Bible says they celebrate when even just one. So you're going to change the atmosphere in heaven right now when you start praying this prayer. And God is going to come to your aid. He's going to be the Lord of your life. He is going to take you into places you never dreamed was possible. How many will testify and say you have never been the same since you let Jesus into your life? Raise your hand. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to pray that prayer right now. You say, I didn't lift my hand. You can still pray it between you and God so you don't miss this opportunity let's pray together Jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins you are the son of God you died on the cross you rose from the dead you purchased my salvation I give you my life be the lord of my life I believe this in my heart I'm confessing it with my mouth So according to your word, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm as good as anyone else going to heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise is your weapon of defense. If you know he's God, then stand your ground. Plant yourself and give him praise. We ought to be the praisingest church ever. I don't we ought to just praise and praise and praise because we got a bunch of promises in here. We got a bunch of folks. I want you right now to point your hand towards Elaine. Bob, lay your hand right there on your wife. Just lay your hand on her. She is this battle is won. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. holy lord you are holy holy